Hello everyone and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, episode 44. This is Nathan Hewitt and you're joined by Letty and Andy. How are we, guys? Oh, oh we're good. Good, good, Nate. That's good. Now, this week we're talking about tax crime. That's and correct. The reason we're talking about tax crime is because uh, the Australian Taxation Office just released a press release. It's called ATO High Viz at 2018 Commonwealth Games Construction Sites. And basically they're after Phoenix operators. Now, uh, a, Phoenix, a Phoenix business is a business that starts off, uh, in this case, for you know, a single purpose to do a single thing, and then it shuts down without paying any of its responsibilities. So you're talking about super guarantee, all these kinds of things like that. So the Deputy Commissioner, Michael Cranston, said that the ATO was reviewing all contractors working on 2018 Commonwealth Games construction projects and had already reviewed 55 contractors involved in building the Southport Aquatic Centre. So they're looking for Phoenix operators, and it, it sort of it harkens back to uh, earlier in the year, back in June, uh, the ATO and the New South Wales Federal Police, I believe, swooped on about 100 uh, Phoenix businesses in around the Sydney area, and they were after $40 million in tax revenue. So that, those are big numbers, Absolutely. basically. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Phoenix uh, activity can be quite... Prevalent. Uh, it is. It is something out there in the in the marketplace that, um, particularly what Mr. Mr. Cranston said, um, particularly with the Commonwealth Games, they were looking at the the building industry. So there are concerns in the building industry, as uh, illustrated by that tax office uh, media release, that uh, there are some Phoenix activity in in those particular types of uh, areas. So, Lady, maybe you can explain that a little bit more eloquently than I can. <laughs> uh, what is a Phoenix business exactly? Well, in three lines or less, it's basically when a company is set up, um, runs a business for a while, and then it deliberately liquidates, or the directors deliberately liquidate it before it pays out all the due entitlements for employees, such as the wages, salaries, super, um, their tax obligations, um, and in a lot of cases, they may not even pay the suppliers and so forth. They may not even pay the electricity bill, for example, or um, or, or just the trade suppliers. So what's the Phoenix bit there, ladies? Um. Yeah, so... It sinks into the ashes and rises again. So that's and that's the next part of the program, really. Um, so what happens is the directors will liquidate these companies without paying all these uh, what they should be paying, but then they'll set up a new company, another separate legal entity, and do it all over again. Start start a fresh rise from the ashes. Um, have more employees, more suppliers, incur more tax liabilities and superannuation obligations and so forth. Um, run their business all over again and close that down before they they pay what's due. Yeah, and I, I think one of the, the things, you know, coming out of, out of Phoenix activities, Nathan, is that, you know, it does create an unfair market advantage for those who do uh, participate in those sorts of uh, activities whereby, you know, they deliberately liquidate these companies, avoid, you know, their dues and then set up those new entities. So they do undercut their competitors. So it's not only, we're not only looking at sort of fairness to, you know, those who, you know, fairness to creditors, you know, tax office of course who collects tax mm-hmm. and also employees but you're also looking at it in terms of a, a complete market Absolutely. context as well so so it is a you know um, not necessarily just purely a tax issue but also a whole of government or a whole of, uh, a business issue in the sense that uh, you're, you're trying to create that level playing field that's right and this is exactly why the government is setting up joint task forces there's actually a few that's been set up so there's an interagency Phoenix Forum, and the ATO is one major part of that. So basically, this forum was established to bring multiple government agencies to basically share information and to design strategies co- to combat uh, this and deter this type of uh, destructive activity. 
the government is also setting up a new Phoenix task force, which will specifically deal with uh, Phoenix issues. Um, and as part of that, they're going to do a lot of data matching to try to identify and to monitor um, suspected players in the in relevant industries. Um, the task force wants to encourage genuine businesses, but they want to shut down these fraudulent ones, uh, which which is doing nobody any good, really. Yeah, and it was it was something that you know remember a few weeks ago in our previous podcast we did talk about you know the power of data matching and Absolutely. you know and and now with these government uh, agencies working together. Uh, there's a lot of information sharing, so they can really narrow down. We, we were talking about data matching and data mining and, and, and analytics, and uh, this is sort of some of the stuff that they're doing at the yeah. moment, trying to, to isolate those those Phoenix operators, um, particularly, you know, as we noted a little bit earlier, the, the building industry is one of them, but there are a number of different... Uh, uh, industries that the the uh, the task force will be looking at absolutely, and just to show how serious it is from an across government perspective, uh, it's also the Phoenix task force will also get involved with the new serious financial crime task force. So that goes broader than Phoenix activities, but we're talking serious financial crimes here. So um, once again, it's another cross agency uh, task force to share information and to help each other to shut down these uh, fraudulent businesses. Now, the the other thing to, to note, Nate, as well, is that there are there is a director penalty regime as well uh, okay. for Phoenix activities. So, so for example, if you were engaged in Phoenix activities, the the law still operates so that there are penalties that go after directors, notwithstanding that the the company's you know been put to bed. So, and these uh, these director penalty regimes do go after these uh, directors, um, particularly chasing them for any uh, such things as you know your super guarantee if they haven't paid their employees super guarantee, and also if they haven't withheld the proper amount of tax. And those those things can also lead to to some jail time as well. So Absolutely. so so Phoenix providers, um, you know, or Phoenix activities isn't is frowned upon and so you know they they have bumped up those particular uh, director penalty uh, provisions back in 2012 as well so it's something that's been going on for for quite some time and 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 it is and the, those penalties uh, are quite uh, quite heavy for those who are engaged in those activities now so Nathan had just met, talked about the um, Sydney raids that happened a few months ago and that is one example of what the task forces are doing so how does it work I mean We've mentioned that a lot of it comes down to data matching, but I guess my question is, uh, how does the tax office find these? These so they, they visited uh, a dozen sites across Sydney as part of the investigation. So they, they were raiding a dozen or so businesses. How did they nut out that those were the businesses that they wanted to look at that they suspected of fraudulent activity? There's multiple ways. You, you, I mean, there is data matching from uh, from from a number of sources because they are getting information from across different government agencies, and so if if they're doing electronic data matching and something doesn't tweak, something doesn't seem to match up in terms of, for example, just for way of example, um, some payments are due in one entity, but but it's not showing up in another entity's mm-hmm. records or something like that. Or, or you might have angry employees, Nathan. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's one example. You know, you might have an employee that's saying, well, look, I haven't been paid. I haven't, um, I haven't had my super paid into my super account. I haven't had the proper tax withheld. I haven't received my pay, uh, payment summary. You know, and so these Phoenix activities could be very short-lived. You know, they might start at the start of the year and then wind up by the end of the year, and then all of a sudden these poor employees get caught out. Yeah. So, so they're the little things, and then all. all all that happens is that they ring up the tax office and say, say, well, look, you know, I've worked for this guy and he hasn't paid me. So 
sometimes it's as simple as that in terms of these these phoenix uh, activities yeah. and sometimes there's a theme that comes across you know yeah. like if it's a multiple employees or if it's a couple of people in multiple industries talking to each other these things do come about relatively quickly if uh, if uh, people aren't necessarily or if these operators aren't satisfying their obligations yeah. and the government agencies including the ATO and the Fair Work Ombudsman are actively encouraging people to report suspected breaches of the law to them yeah. so that they can investigate these and protect others as well because um, one of the other things that they, they also look at Nathan is you know because it's because it takes a couple of people to tango when you have, do have Phoenix activities as well so you know they're also looking the ATO is also looking at you know what tax agents are doing are they assisting these guys you know when they set up an entity particularly with their tax affairs I mean they're also speaking to liquidators liquidators also have their own obligations and duties to ensure that you know that the activity itself is not, you know, a necessarily a phoenix activity. They need to ask the right questions. Why have you been, you know, why did you set up at the start of the year and then close down at the in, at the end of the year? So, they're things that you know, sort of, as part of this initiative, that that they're, they're looking not only at the operator themselves, but also anybody that could, you know, arguably be, be, called, yes. be called accomplices. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. the tax agents and also um, the the liquidators in this and the lawyers case. as well. That's correct. So yeah. Forth, yeah. yeah. Now, Andy, um, as as we've more than alluded to during this podcast, um, lots and lots of people in the community can get affected by this adversely. Uh, employees, suppliers, um, other businesses in the local community. So, what can they look out for? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things here, Nath and, and Letty. Um, so things such as, for example, if you know, um, as a business, you're able to undercut, you know, uh, other contractors. You know, for, uh, the other one is, you know, workers are pressured to take leave. Um, Unreasonably, of course. Yeah, uh, if workers have their um, employment status changed, you know, from permanent to casual, so that's another, you know, that's another factor that you, you can see if, you know, workers are underpaid, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah. If they're not, you know, if they're complaining about it, it's best to see, you know, the tax office or somebody like that. If super payments are made or or, you know, if you're, you know, your equipment or your new uniform's not being replaced on a regular basis, you're still wearing those old shabby, uh, that old shabby uniform. Or the other one, and I, I quite like this one, is if you <laughs> see your company owners or directors enjoy an extravagant lifestyle. So employees aren't getting anything, but he's, uh, one of the directors is driving around in their Porsche or Ferrari. So and claiming that the company has no money to pay super exactly. entitlements. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you know, it doesn't quite appear to match, you know, their income. So... And as so, we've said, uh, the whole thing with Phoenix activity is that it's not only that they kill off the first company, they'll open up company number two to do the same thing all yeah. over again. So Andy, how can how can a new business on the block, how can we tell or how can we suspect that it's not a genuine new entrant? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things here tonight, Lady. Um, firstly, if you if you look at the directors of, of the new entity, if they're family members, that might give an indication that, you know, they're, or if they're close associates, you know. Of the, of the uh, directors of the former company. That's correct. So yeah, the business yeah. that just went. Yeah. So That's we're not correct. saying all, all family businesses are suspect. We're just saying yeah. if, if you notice in your local community um, a business has gone, has mysteriously just liquidated and just left everybody out. Yeah hung to dry really and then the same people have started a new company yeah it does really raise you know question marks if you know why did you put this entity to bed and now set up a new one and it's exactly the same yeah, two operators like that. Yeah. so, yeah. so that, that's that's one thing to note the other thing is you know have, are they using a similar trading name so so you know so with these phoenix activities you 
you know, they might be using the same trading name just as, you know, a marketing tool. So so if I close down one and then set up another and, you know, they still use the same logo and still use the yeah. same trading name, you so, go, well, hang on a sec, why did you close down the last one? So Nate's Kayak Shack becomes Nate's Kayak okay. Emporium. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they're things that, you know, as a... Uh, that's that's one of the indications as to why did you set up this new business and last but not least you know as Lady mentioned a little bit earlier if you have the same business premises and the telephone number so can <laughs> if you can if you think about it why are you still you know using that that same place and that same telephone yes. number but as a new entity so it's really about smell test isn't yeah, it because yeah. obviously look businesses do go bust from time to time and it's unfortunate but it is it is just a way of business life so we're not saying that every time someone closes down a business and starts a new one we're not saying that's suspicious yeah, <laughs> but yeah. what we are saying is there's just sometimes you, there's, you just have to pass a smell test yeah. um, and, and if somebody closes down their business without warning without paying the obligations without try, at least trying to do all the right things for everybody concerned and it starts up a new business that's doing exactly the same thing yeah, yeah exactly i mean i mean the other thing good. is you know they might have multiple companies set up and then they're just mm. jumping from one to the other uh, purporting to be that business so so they're things that you know obviously you know the the government's authorities are working hard to to, to cra uh, clamp down so it's, it's a little bit difficult in that sense in terms of trying to isolate it but if you do if you do uh, identify uh, that sort of activity, uh, it's best to, to contact uh, the tax office and, and uh, basically let your thoughts be known. So. Uh, before we part ways for this week, we just have a special announcement. We're going to be joined in two weeks' time uh, by Joyce from That's correct. the tax office. Yeah, Joyce, Joyce Carenza is um, a friend of taxpayers. Uh, she works with the ATO looking after tax practitioner issues. So if we do have our listeners out there are tax agents, tax practitioners, uh, Joyce will be joining us uh, to touch on a couple of things such as, you know, my, your new MyGov website, the tax agent portal, and also the client correspondence list. So we would love to have questions from our listeners out there, particularly our members who do have who might have any sort of pressing uh, uh, issues with the tax agent portal and also the client correspondence list. We would love to hear from you. If you can email or uh, drop us a line, uh, we would uh, be much appreciated and, and Joyce will be able to answer uh, those questions on air for us. Yes, yeah, so those questions can be directed to podcast at taxpayer.com.au. That's the email address. And if you'd like to call uh, any of us, you can call 8851 and speak to me and submit your questions directly and then we'll pass them on to Joyce. Excellent. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us for Tax Rate Episode 44. Join us next week for 45. Cheers. Thank Bye. you.